Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. what you know you know this is the game rage music slash good ass music show slash all gas no trash podcast this is episode number 20 fucking two double deuces as always my name is josh and i'm here today with Adam. Howdy, and welcome to the 22nd episode of the program. Hot fucking damn. Yeah, it, it, it feels, I mean... Really, I think it is a little more than that. I think this is probably actually 24, because I, uh, I didn't count the album reviews as numbered episodes, I don't think. In numbers, yes, but I guess in... Chronological we, order. Yeah, I guess if we were counting strictly episodes where we weren't doing reviews or interviews uh this is 22 yeah yeah it's turning into fucking a marvel it's turning into a comic book situation where oh yeah technically this is spider-man number 789 <laughs> but yeah. uh this is volume four issue one whoops of spider-man the amazing spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then and then it's also got three different names too so that probably doesn't help the uh canon chronology either but uh anyways so this is us recording the last episode of 2023 for the music podcast. Yes. And it's also going to be the first released episode in 2024. Okay, is it? Oh, yeah, technically it would be because... Yeah, because uh, these are coming out next, next week. week. right. Because so. we're ahead. Because we're fucking ahead. Because well, I guess technically we're behind since we're releasing this the week after... Eh, fuck it. Why no, not? We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're ahead, right? We're not behind. What do you mean? We would have had to release the, this episode this week. Yeah, if we if we if we hadn't been done already, we would have to. It would be coming out this today or tonight. I'd be yeah, putting yeah. it out, but we're ahead, so we've already done an hour and a half for into next week, plus whatever the hell this is going to be. Yeah, and then Saturday we're going to finish next week. When usually we don't finish next week until that week, so yeah. we are ahead technically. Uh, anyways, so this will be the first music episode of 2024. So, with that being said, Adam thought. Well, we both thought it would be a great idea to do a 2023 kind of a year in review. Yeah. And this isn't like a year in review like we did on the BFN show where we were talking about the company itself. This is just going to be like a music and and talk about the stuff that we talked about in 2023. Man, the cat did not like when they did that. Yeah. She got pissy. Pissed at him. Hey, hey, hey. Settle down. Get out of there. Anyways, now they're going to fight. So I'll show up your ass, dog. <laughs> Anyways, so. Yes. So, Adam, why don't you go ahead and take it from here since you are the man well, of the hour. I didn't really know how to start this off, but. Oh, cool. <laughs> now I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. You put me on the spot. Well, no. I hey, mean, man, pressure been... creates diamonds. It could have been a couple different ways that we uh, turned this thing 
uh one one of which i was thinking about was kind of doing my top 10 songs of yeah, the yeah. year uh predictions that i made or bands that i yes talked about that uh these predictions that i made came true and then even just talking about some of the music that we shared with one another oh yeah and kind of refreshing our memories or just kind of uh, talking about our past experiences on the, so I guess we could just start there. Just talk about, um, kind of this whole this whole journey so far. So we're twenty two yeah. episodes in deep, and I mean, I mean, dude, I didn't know how this was gonna work out as far as the program. It's kind of, I'm kind of glad it didn't turn into just strictly current events and things like that it, yeah it, it just it opened itself up to being a podcast that where we we could review do a live reaction <laughs> to albums and then turning it into review <coughs> uh, uh talking about current events making predictions uh what else did we do mm, uh, we discussed hot gossip Hot gossip, right? You know, you know. I, I guess you could say this has sort of turned into where it's about faith. We've we've become essentially the Lana Mac of podcast music podcast <laughs> because we're, of yes, all we're the Jackie of all trades. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's we we didn't intend for this to turn into that. Really, we didn't really know what it was going to be. Just like with any of the stuff that yeah. we fucking started doing, it was just simply we had an interest. Well, we had an idea. Yeah, it was just the we talk about music, and that's pretty much. Well, you you really had the idea to talk about music, yeah. and then it just kind of turned into this, like you said, a buffet of content. Yeah, and I hope it's hard to say like where we'll be in one year or two or three years, but yeah, I'm sure it'll turn into a time capsule of this time. Just talking about the music that we were listening to. But I think one of the things I enjoyed talking about <coughs> early on in the podcast was, uh, you know, what was getting me excited in terms of music. And this kind of renews my, I, I would say one of the highlights of 2023 is um, for probably the longest time i wasn't really interested in, in punk or post-punk music for mm, mm -hmm. uh all that much uh as an adult or you know at this point in my life but um talking about melbourne or just australia in general and some of the bands that i was talking about whether that's gut health uh, civic gt uh <laughs> one of the bands that i predicted would end up on a program i i even specifically said what uh dj would play them was henry rollins oh, of yeah. black flag i said this band called split system would be for whatever reason i just fucking pulled that out of my ass and just said split system seems like a band that would appear on henry rollins and sure enough a week after the fact that i said that i think well i said it on instagram but you saw the proof yes right? yeah I've, i saw the proof yeah um and it actually happened and uh to a t to a T. <laughs> uh, but yeah, talking about the subject of Melbourne and well, just, I guess, Australia at large becoming a focal point for music, so much so that to me, 
I, I'm just uh, kind of enamored more so than what's happening in the U.S. Uh, in terms of music. And yeah, again, it rejuvenated my interest in the punk, post-punk genres of music. Uh, and we've seen, I've, I've been following up on some of the bands, Gut Health being probably the one I checked up on most frequently. And uh, so coming out of the fact that only one year ago in 2022 were did this band you know get its first first steps as a group out in live performances and yeah and, and then eventually having their first ep electric party chrome girl but <laughs> one of the highlights or rather what two highlights rather a great fucking name for the fucking <laughs> electric party chrome <laughs> so since i started following which was pretty much day one since they started releasing music their first single mm-hmm. um they have been featured at South by Southwest, the Australian version. I forgot where that was held, but they also toured with, uh, I think, a band called the Black Lips, which are a pretty popular group. But they toured with, uh, or not toured, but they played a few shows with Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. So those are, to me, are indicators of where this band's heading and where I thought they would be. I mean, maybe not necessarily the groups, but just the trajectory is just continuing to skyrocket. Um, and as far as other predictions go, again, Split System is a new group that Henry Rollins played on his program. Uh, and then something I found out, <laughs> transitioning away from talking about Australia and their music scene. Yeah. Um, wanted, I didn't make this prediction, but just kind of speaking to, a, I guess maybe how i'm perceptive to me this is gonna turn into a fucking like jerk off session <laughs> yeah to my own i mean maybe if well if it does then it does i guess you know yeah okay so check it out so there's this group called uh there's this group called telehealth right and i don't know okay. the exact date of when this thing was posted but i assume it's within the last couple of months yeah okay wait telehealth telehealth okay so they're kind of, uh, okay, so 11 weeks ago. So that's what, roughly three months? A little less, yeah, but roughly. Roughly three months. And uh, to me, these guys, I mean, they don't have a large following or anything, but rather they've they've been, uh, they had a live session with KEXP, which is a, a good sign that you're, you're in the right hands in terms of music. So this was okay. posted three months ago, right? Now, you see. See, that's roughly around September, correct? Like, okay, yeah, I see. Just, I see just that. on the comments. Yeah. It's, all right. So, <laughs> I initially started talking about this band. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, this tells me the specific date. All right, look how look how far I was ahead of uh, KXP. So I posted this thing. What what does the date say there? That would say. Jesus Christ, February, wait, no, where was the date? Yeah, February 17th. So prior to KEXP, which is roughly September. around September, I was five or seven months, seven months a, ahead. Jesus on, on this band called Telehealth. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, shit, Jocko Teen is somebody that we've talked about consistently on this program. We Shit, man, at the beginning, that was that was all we talked about for the most well, all the time. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that ended up uh deteriorating <laughs> Shaking out the way it did <laughs> yeah, that yeah dude that was a real interesting situation i mean it was because i don't know for better or for worse that happened but i guess ultimately it might be for the better because i mean we were dedicating a segment to her 
every that we episode call, man. that we were calling Jocko Watch, and I don't know if that was growing stale on you guys, but it 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 kind of made me glad we moved away from that. Not it's it's not salt or sour no, grapes or anything. Yeah. It's just um, I'm kind of glad that time is not allocated for one specific thing. We just kind of yeah. open ourselves up to whatever we feel like talking about. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jocotin is an artist that we were keen to, another Australian artist. And I mean, shit, <coughs> she's been at this point all over the fucking world. I'm still kind of flabbergasted that that's kind of happening because it feels like it's probably happening on her record labels time because I mean, shit, flights aren't cheap, so it's Listen, like... A- man, it's 100% <laughs> happening. I don't care how rich your parents are. They ain't fucking paying for you to gallivant all over the world. All right? That's the record label being, hey, man, we need to get some exposure here. Yeah. Buddies, let's do this. <laughs> um, So <laughs> I think she ended up performing at some event that Willow Smith, who's you know a very popular artist, the daughter of Will Smith... uh. Ended up taking a photo with each other, which, again, it just lends to the theory, the conspiracy theory. And I don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory because we basically confirmed that her po- or her ascendance is somewhat manufactured because yeah. we found out she was uh, one one of the groundbreaking stories that we we uncovered made was that this exchange between her and Thames was believed to be or rather it is an artificial and exchange artificial exchange because to our knowledge thames is part of one of the record labels within the sony music entertainment circuit right yeah as well as jacotine herself who was part of epic so to us it was it to me it seemed disingenuous a bit that it so happened to be that thames saw Jacotine's video and it and right. come on tour come on uh, come on guys. come on gag <laughs> yeah yeah a uh, little, little too coincidental too coincidental but uh that ended up being the last straw for Jacotine as far as following <laughs> me goes yeah uh which is fine because in reality I don't think if I wanted to interview her or if we wanted to have her at a show yeah I, I firmly believe that we would have never had a chance no. because Sony Music Entertainment or rather epic the record label would they're going to protect her re- image yes and s- highly curated s- yes and and we are not friendly to highly curated we're and image protected we're things. honest yes we're, we're honest. not we're we're not considered in the, we're not in the club when it comes to that because right. again we say what we think and we don't fucking you know we don't Pull any punches. Yeah. And this, again, this isn't an indictment on Jocotine's talent or anything like that. It, we're just saying this is what happens. This is how you create a star, right? Yeah. This is how it shakes out. And I think it's, it's interesting to me to see how the back behind the scenes shit and how they manufacture these things. And I think it's probably interesting to a lot of people. And I think a lot of people would find it very, I don't know if the word disturbing is the right answer, but at least, they would find it interesting that, hey, this shit just doesn't happen organically. It's most of the things that happen that are presented to be organic are really not. It's it's eliminating the chance element of right. like this artist getting to where they need to be. It's it's, it's eliminating. Yeah, it's calculated. It's yeah. calculated 
risk mm. because you're you're really eliminating as much risk as you can by plotting out exactly how this is going to go. Yeah. And, and these companies have been doing this shit for years, decades. So they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And it's literally appears to be down to a science where you can sort of come up with this plan year by year and then slowly ascend someone into greatness. Yeah, and to be more specific, it's it's even curating the people that are going to reshare her yeah. singles or right. whatever it might be. And in that case, it was Thames. It might be other artists that are, yeah. oh, oh, my God, this is an artist for a generation, which I firmly believe from the get-go. Like, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. I literally started following oh, yeah. Jocko Team from her first submission for uh, Triple J on Earth. I, I firmly believe she was a generational talent from the beginning. It, this was before... This was before any of the signing to epic records or sony music entertainment this is before anything this is before even you know fucking a the a and r of sony music entertainment i mean i was fucking well and i was four months in advance on i imagine roughly uh getting the scoop on this artist yeah. and um shit i lost <clears throat> the point <laughs> where we were going with this uh because we were talking about Kind of like the machinations of making this artist. right, the the calculations and how well you were just basically going into how you were ahead of all this yeah. stuff. So in this, it happened on this program. So uh, it's just kind of nice, like you know, talking about this subject matter. And I hope like more of these things happen where we're talking about literally the cutting edge of music. Because like one of the cool stories that you ended up uh, <laughs> taking the initiative on. I'm not even really sure how it came up. Well, actually, I do roughly remember. Maybe you can patch it up better yeah. than I can. But you started talking about Live Nation. Oh, and, yeah, man. <laughs> and talking about the <coughs> $1,500 stipend uh, that they were oh, going to yeah. be giving out to artists, which we came to find out there were more specific terms than what was being led to believe on right. their, their, the uh, articles written from different publications and stuff. And it turns out that it's a $1,500 stipend against what, you know, what the artist would be, you know, if they ended up making more that then that's what they right. would end up getting. Yeah. Uh, and I never actually got to find out what would happen with the <coughs> live nation, uh, merch sells as they were taking 15 to, I think 15 to 20%. I can't yeah, remember yeah. specifically, but that was kind of <coughs> a big thing that we talked about. But coincidentally, you started looking into uh, what was it, Live Nation, and yeah. you found out that Mick Management, oh yeah, was part of Live Nation, and this all kind of <coughs> weirdly lined up when, because um, we were talking about the fallout from uh, the Marias eventually leaving red light management for Mick management. And we were speculating that, uh, that the Maria's had left their position from red light management because if Josh was in fact correct, which I do believe he is, if he had looked into the, was the sec yeah, the sec filings from, from them talking about all their subsidiaries. And yeah. Mick management is listed. Yeah. So our speculation was that, uh, the Maria's had gone with the bigger fish, 
assuming that Live Nation owns a number of the venues in the U.S., but not just the U.S., in the entire world, that it would be in the best interest for the Marias to sign with Mick Management in all but two a two-year period that they were with Red Light Management and only shortly before they were part of Cosmica, uh, as they were one of the larger artists of this boutique management group, whom we actually interviewed a member of the team from the record label of the re- mm-hmm. record label mm-hmm. side of Cosmica, Miss mm-hmm. Lana true. Mac. And um, yeah, so we got into the not only the manager of the Marias at the time, who was also part of Cosmica, eventually transitioning to red light management and eventually being left behind by the Marias to join McManagement. It was a very interesting little saga that we covered and it was all kind of coincidental and it, it, and then it turned out that, that it was all basically the empire fucking orchestrating this from the beginning. It seemed like, (laughs) and, and God damn it. Just that was, that is a fucking rabbit hole that continues to present itself. Right. And I mean, shit, just going down to the, to the stuff about, and, and now listen, I know that we've been accused uh, you know of of being a gossip podcast oh man about. so that was a real highlight for me was hearing that talking about that specific subject that we were considered a gossip podcast which i really don't give a shit it's yeah. simply the fact that we were talked about in a right. circle yeah which right was, which, i'm like which yes, is fucking great it. yeah but to to be called that right to be called a gossip podcast that tells me that this is not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. This is the matrix pushing back against us. This is the machine pushing back against us yeah. because you can't tell me that it's gossip that McManagement is owned by Live Management by Live Nation. It's a fucking government document filing that the I got the receipts, motherfucker. So it's not gossip. It's fact, and it's we're just bringing it to light because again, we don't pull any punches, and we just you know we're honest. And I think it's. It's fucking crazy how McManagement still kind of presents themselves as the independent, as an independent management of artists. Like they're independent. They don't, they still kind of present themselves in that air. Just as, as a, a management group and not tied to Live Nation. Right. Itself. Just saying that they, they, oh, they're, they're in, they're claiming to be kind of independent essentially, like without. But they're not, they're not exactly uh, small either. They're, true. They're, yeah. But they're, they're, yeah, true. They're yeah. not small, but they're, I guess we're not really talking about the size. We're talking about that they're not. They they still kind of present themselves as not being affiliated with any. Oh major right, okay. So that's what you meant. Anything. That's what okay, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny to see that go, go on when it's like, well, yeah, you're you're still presenting yourself as, oh, we're the small, we're the small man's artists because you know we don't, we're not, we're not involved with anybody. Well, no, you are, motherfucker. You are involved mm. with. You're not involved just not with anybody. You're involved with the biggest fools in the game that are trying to take the fucking whole world over in terms of music. So yeah, that is a fucking great. That was a that was an excellent. And honestly, I don't I don't know if anyone else ever fucking even knew that until we fucking found that out. Because who's going and looking at SEC filings for fucking Live Nation? Me, because I'm a fucking psychopath, and (laughs) I fucking go down rabbit holes. And I was just curious because somebody it all started from some stupid YouTube video that I watched, which I should pro- I shouldn't say stupid because it was a dude who is an actual artist. I forget who he is, but I should go back and find out so I can credit him with this because he's the one that turned me onto the path because he had made a comment uh, talking about I did it in the research we were talking about for the Live Nation thing with the, the artist kickback. Yeah, $1, yeah. $1, he was 
kind of I was watching a video and he was explaining it so I could get a you know a grasp idea. of it, a better understanding before we talked about it. And he made a comment about how, oh yeah, Live Nation is just going around buying up all the fucking venues anyways. And I said, what? No, there's no way. So that's that's when I was like went down the rabbit hole and that led me to look at okay what does live man live nation the company own as subsidiaries and sure as shit a ton of fucking subsidiaries hundreds of subsidiary companies and then i was just perusing through the list and like i said that's how i saw mick management was on there and i said oh wow wait a minute and i said hey i i literally texted you i said hey what was the name of that management company and the whole the, the maria's thing and you were like oh yeah mick management i was like wasn't it mick mick something and you were like oh yeah mick management and i'm like yeah man guess who they're fucking owned by live nation and then boom it just it all made sense that this is this is how this is what happened and honestly i'd like to fucking talk to the guy who was their manager at red light to find out what his side of the story is because i'd be curious to know if they fucking just told him like hey man listen we're getting this fucking Live Nation money, dude. Like, getting this Live Nation money, you're fucked, man. We can't, I, you, you, we know you can't, you can't compete. compete with it. Yeah. yeah, and it sucks for that dude. Like, he got beat by the Empire. Yeah. Now and he's he, gonna be Saw Guerrera, and he's gonna, you know, and he left to become part of what would seemingly be the Empire as well with Red Light right. Management. So it's like that shit kicked him in the ass. Well, he got his own. He got his, yeah. uh, a helping of his own. A serving of his own fucking uh, what, what what's the word I'm looking for here? Yeah, he he got he got, he got a taste, taste of his own, own medicine. medicine. There, there we go. go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the word. Taste of his own medicine. And I would just be curious to know what hit, how it shook out, how it went down on the other side of it, because I'm sure he'd fucking love to talk about it. Because they did kind of fuck him. So and he got fucked by goddamn the Empire. And to but to keep the Star Wars references going. It's there is always a bigger fish. There, oh yeah, definitely. There so is. A, a, until Live Nation is the biggest fish, they're they're at the top of the food I, chain. I think one of the biggest <clears throat> things I've learned is that loyalty is for shit at this oh, point. Yeah, it when is. somebody can offer you like promises you the world and they can deliver on it, then yeah. all bets are off. You oh, can't. Yeah. You can almost expect neither a manager nor an artist to be committed to one another. If there's something better, yeah. There's, if there's something better out there, like I don't think it, it's not even a. I'm trying to think if it's a professional friendship or professional relationship that you can't. It, it's hard to put it in words, but to say like for eight to ten years you were somebody's professional friend i guess or and then colleague. To immediately and then, turn and, on them when more money is offered yes so prior to this fellow jumping over to red light management i i think um <coughs> he had been the manager of the marias for i think mm, let's say five years uh-huh i could be wrong let's, let's just say several years to be rough yeah yeah so everything was going swimmingly until then. And then they switch over to red light management. Another two years are added. Yeah. Things are going, still going, I imagine right. going pretty all right. Yeah. Cause they appear, they appeared on Jimmy Kimmel. Hey, so man. it's like at the first television appearance, right? Yeah. It's great. You're doing something right. And then something else comes along and swept off their feet. Rug, this guy's rug pulled. Yeah. So that means those several years prior to that moment were all for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 
for so nothing. That's just like a to me. That's just one of the biggest like spits in the face. That it is. There, there's some dollar sign. There's some amount of money, or there's something else that can completely sway a person to just completely dis- disregard a professional or even a oh a, yeah a personal friendship. And right. Yeah. And that's you know, just and fucked, dude. It is. It's super fucked. And that's you know one of the things that. I think is 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 gonna set us apart that we're we're hopefully gonna change you know the game with us you know signing our first artist in Millennial Frog and you know Millennial <laughs> yeah. Frog has told me and assured me that there is no amount of money that anyone could give him that he is committed to Game Rage magazine and you know I've I've explained to him hey man we're just as committed to you and giving you all the tools you need to be successful. Right. And you know, that's, that's something that I think is a very rare hey, we trait him, we on gave, either side. We gave him a platform to speak, to give his peace. Yeah. Not only to talk about his album, but the future of millennial frog. And, you know, we're giving him a fair chance as much as any artist that we talk about. Oh yeah. And to- you know, and, and you know, I, I think millennial Fro- frog, much like Jocko teen might be a generational talent. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I really think that, he's giving us a chance mm-hmm. to, to be in on the ground floor of his ascension to basically becoming a musical God. So speaking of controversy, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. we did not shy away from talking about topics that were controversial, touchy, yeah. t- touchy, controversial, whatever you want to call it. I mean, probably one of our more radical episodes, which I hope we don't speak into existence was talking about, <laughs> the future of digital streaming platforms and possibly the fragmentation of music and possibly record labels deciding to only host their, their own shit. Yeah. On, on their own record label apps, which I would be, I think would be an absolute nightmare and is a possible, a very real reality combined with your Oracle powers. (laughs) We we may have made this. We may have solidified this that is as like the Terminator future. Two shit. Dude. Yeah, I fuck, we're we're probably gonna be looked back on in ten or fifteen years, and people are gonna say it. You know, it was those fucking shitheads yeah. that put this out in the ether. Yeah, and this is how it started. Yeah, I mean that'd be great for us, I guess, but you know, not so much for music. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then of course we talked about, uh, and I, I'm I'm honestly quite tired of this subject. I mean. I think we've kind of vocalized our stance on. I'm just simply not down at this point for artists uh, verbalizing their political or even social stances. Not that they aren't entitled to do so, but just understand that there are ramifications for everything that they say. And yes, we can read between the lines and we are perceptive to when you are doing it for moral grand posturing. Yeah. Um, or when you're genuinely trying to help a cause or whatever. Yeah, so we're not idiots. I mean, one particular example is that we've talked about the Israel Hamas conflict and, yeah. and some artists that have vocalized their opinions on social media. And I mean, I don't understand why you guys feel as though you need to jump in on every, you know, subject that is controversial as if to raise your stock value because you are morally virtuous because you're not going to bet right on every single one. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So 
you're eventually going to fucking uh, roll roll the snake eyes or whatever. And yeah. You're gonna be done. And maybe this is a flawed perspective, but I would rather have 100% of the nation paying me 100%. You know, if I, if I could sell out a venue in fucking Kentucky and half the audience, half the audience is conservative and half is liberal that I would leave my personal politi- political opinion out of it so I can fill a whole well, yeah, fucking so arena. You could fill an, <laughs> yeah, so you could fill an arena in Texas and also Southern California. But you've also said the counterpoint that, you know, you can earn maybe just as much money if you only stick True, to if cities. you stick to the one side. Yeah, if yeah. you stick to the one side, the cities that are more in alignment with uh, with your own political views. But at this point, man, it's not even worth it to 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 risk your own hide for for this Israel Hamas thing or even the you know the presidential election that is oh, to come yeah. to draw the it's it's unnecessarily drawing the line in the sand I think is yeah. just one of those topics that we have covered in you know one of our many episodes at this point and I don't know man I've had a great time just kind of I I I'd like to believe that we gave a fair assessment on the uh both sides of yeah. the spectrum when we were you know going at it one subject or whatever so I, I don't know if you can think of any other examples where we were talking about different subjects that uh besides like the israel hamas thing um well i mean we talked about how much we hate cashing in on nostalgia acts that don't really need to be fucking around we talked about that we also shit on green day a lot so that was that was was fun that was a great deal fun i mean i had a good time doing that um something that i think is still not uh something that's still fresh and i think that will definitely carry on into 2024 is uh because this this has to be we have to be on a hot topic that nobody's really talking about is uh <laughs> here in southern california fucking san manuel tribe fucking getting oh, their yeah. skin their skin in the game for major acts um i'm not i'm not just talking about legacy acts because that's what they were primarily doing for the longest time is uh is doing that type of shit but legacy they, acts and cover bands <laughs> legacy act and uh, legacy acts and cover bands but i mean so in recent memory uh, one group that they've been advertising is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. these are guys that can sell out the SoFi yep. Stadium. Tier one. LA, <laughs> the, the Staples Center. <laughs> um, and now they're coming out to the Inland Empire, which is fucking great because it means that, again, we don't have to travel to Los Angeles to go see great bands. Yeah. But uh, it it just makes me wonder. I mean, there's multiple ways that this could play out, and we've talked about it in the past, that either... Yamava or San Manuel tribe is throwing heaps of money, guaranteed money to get people in the fucking door so that they can gamble at the casino in the time that they're waiting for the concert. Cause it'll recoup it just as oh, quickly as they yeah, spent the money to, 100%. to pay these bands. But it, it's not just bands like red hot chili peppers. They have more contem- contemporary artists like Ed Sheeran and uh, Caliucci's who is, uh, who has released her third album, I think is Grammy nominated. But I mean, that's somebody I thought I'd never see on a fucking bill at a fucking casino. Like, it's just so random. Uh, but now it just seems like they're firmly putting their 
foot in the ground and competing with larger promotions like Live Nation or Golden Voice. And I got to say, tip my hats off to these guys. I mean, these Native Americans, <coughs> and I don't mean that in a condescending or uh, negative connotation, but simply that it's extremely impressive that they have now thrusted themselves at the forefront of concert promotion. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got, and Oh, and, and yeah, they're going to give them a run for their fucking money too. They, if they so chose to get into the music business, if anyone's going to compete with live nation, it's going to be these, you know, these casino type organizations. And I think that if these, tribal casinos or whatever you want to call them, these tribal groups, I think they should kind of get, start banding together with one another and saying, Hey, let's put our shit together and let's fucking, let's, let's take, let's start taking some from some of these assholes from (laughs) from fucking live nation. You you know what the real beauty of it is, is that this is not their main game to make money. Oh no, it's not. They're just fucking, they're just fucking around. All their, all, I mean, I'm sure it started with them just trying to get more people into the casino. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that any other place, any other place that hosts music is strictly that. Yeah. A music venue, right? To make money. That's to all make, they do. That's literally all they do, and that's their ceiling. Yeah. This place is a fucking casino, and they have an unlimited potential to make money. So, yes, you're getting people through the door. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's simply getting people through the door so that you can get them to play the slots, get them at the fucking poker tables or whatever, what have you. And uh, yeah, I think they're probably going to make all their money back in the first, oh, first night. The first night, dude, <laughs> yeah. they're going to whatever arena they built will have been paid for in the first fucking night because, mm-hmm. you well, you know, they're going to have to buy a lot more fucking slot machines. I'm telling you that right now, because there's probably will be lines because if you have I mean, h- how big is that? stadium i haven't looked have. into that i haven't looked at into that so that'd be interesting to note as to how big these things are going to be built mm-hmm. i mean because shit if you're going to build a seventy thousand fucking person arena and again like we had talked about additionally now that you've got an arena well why don't you just fucking get a basketball team why don't you just start a fucking nba team why don't you just start <laughs> yeah. a fucking mlb team why don't you just start a fucking nfl team then why not why not i can't wait until WrestleMania is at the San Manuel fucking arena. Oh man. In fucking that would be amazing. Dude, yeah, cuz then <clears throat> I mean, WWE, that's the only next logical steps. I think I think cuz then you're if the WWE or Total Knockout is willing to have a paid live event at fucking Saudi Man. Arabia. Oh, then that means they're willing to take any amount of money, yep. which means the you know any Native American tribe with the right price could yeah. pay for a WrestleMania. Oh yeah, possibly in the future. Not to say that it actually happened, but right, uh, potential's there, and they're, they're not fucking around. So and they're not. Uh, it's it's a topic. I think we're going to continue to talk about Definitely. in 2024 to see what bands are going to pass through Sam and Mel tribe, but just. The Inland Empire at large, I mean, the Toyota Center has hosted a number of great bands. Uh, Glenn Danzig played there with uh, Twin Temple, True. but more locally around around our parts. Uh, so there's this, uh, I don't know if it's Polo Grounds, but there's the Silver Lake 
grounds or whatever oh, the fuck. over there in uh, fucking Norco. Uh, Norco, yeah, that they built. And they've started hosting uh, festivals there. So. That's smart for that fucking. But they have. <laughs> I mean, Twin Temple is one of the bands that played there, and along with uh, Danzig, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's... so <clears throat> they've had, you know, really great music, and it's like again, you don't have to go to Coachella or you don't have to go to these other fucking areas and spend to, a whole shit ton of money either. Yeah. You can just go locally and pay a little less. Right. You so, know, so, and, and you know, any of these places that are looking for some radical fucking ideas, you know, uh, game, game rage magazine consulting services are also available, you know, because <laughs> we, we got plenty of fucking harebrained ideas <laughs> for how you guys can make a shit ton of fucking money. Yeah. And all it takes is a little bit of balls and a little bit of cash and you can fucking make some shit happen. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, shit, we have left no stone unturned, unturned into uh, talking about literally any subject. We've reviewed albums. I mean, we talked about Genesis Wusu, the Struggler oh, man, album, yeah. Munya's album, <laughs> and, of course, Twin Temples. And if you had to give your own take, how would you rank those three albums for out? I mean, for <laughs> the limited uh, amount of yeah. music that we listened to, right? This I mean, year. We, those were the three that we listened to. I mean, right? we listened to other music, but yeah, yeah, but those full were the three albums, full albums yeah. that we listened yeah, to. Yeah, so how would here. you rank them? I mean, Genesis was fucking number, number one. Number one. That's, okay. It's there's no fucking contest, and it's not an indictment against any of the other uh, against the other two artists. It's just, Genesis Wusu is just a fucking breed of his own. Yeah, he's in his own fucking category. Yeah, and that's number one. Number two. Probably Twin Temple. Number three, Munya. Yeah, uh, Twin Temple. I wish I could give it more points, but uh, yeah, Genesis Wusu is definitely number one for me. And uh, Twin Temple was a close second. Don't know how close, but close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (coughs) I really loved this particular album because uh, we are currently in in the state uh, (laughs) of the United States where Christian agenda is being pushed so it was a nice counterpoint to that in the form of music to have not only the title of the album itself called god is dead but to talk about all these blasphemous things on the album itself i mean it was just a real highlight of 2023 to my delight as somebody that is probably a self-proclaimed well i don't know if i'm an atheist but I mean, I certainly don't believe in God. A non-believer. <laughs> a non-believer. A fucking heathen, if you will. Yeah, and <clears throat> uh, on the subject of Munya, I did have my... I did have the good fortune of seeing her perform back in November. And uh, groundbreaking news, something that we talked about... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...was finding out that... Uh, so, in addition to going to the show... We found out that uh, this was the first show that Kaina Lu or Trent Prawl had performed with Munya, who was the person that uh, produced the album that Munya put together. And this was the first series of shows that they performed live with Trent on bass and, of course, the backing band and Munya uh, as the lead person. But in my conversation with Trent Prawl, I came to find out that there will be a future project between Munya and Trent Prawl or Kyle Lou, as you may know him. Uh, don't know when the exact date of that happening oh, yeah. is, but if you've been listening, you will know that uh, this is groundbreaking news yep. that we've talked about. 
And, uh, and because you know we're narcissists a little bit, we're going to continue to talk about it because we were right. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're on the cutting edge of music, man. We're I mean, we really about, are. We're on the razor's fucking edge. I mean, whether we're getting the credit or not, I mean, yeah, well. people can look back and you'll see. I mean, shit, yep. that's, that's There's, the beauty of this is that... Timestamp, date stamps. When we're going 100 episodes in the future and... You know, who the fuck knows where we'll be, but if we do have a larger audience, they have an entire catalog to see, holy fuck, these guys were right. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait for that particular moment. Um, yeah, me too. What would you, uh, I guess, not to transition out of this, but I guess go c- c- progress it further. What do you have? Do you have any plans or what do you have expectations of? For 2024. Okay, so yeah, there were things that we learned in 2023. Um, There was a band that we talked about called Venus Hides, which is uh, one of the members. (laughs) His name was Liano. Uh, He had played drums for Kuko, who's a very large artist, Um, though I don't don't think he's part of the band anymore. (coughs) Played for Idris uh, on drums, but this is his own project Mm. and came to find him out in I think 2020 I heard about this group and got to see them perform live for the first time at a place called scenario at the region theater, uh, specifically. Well, yeah, the region theater. Um, so I spoke to the band members and one of the things that we could be expecting or rather that we will be expecting is Venus Hyde's second album. So I know they're oh, groundbreaking, yeah. uh, news, news drop news drop is that venus hides will be dropping their second album 2024 don't know how early but just be on the lookout for that oh and we're definitely gonna do probably a review episode as well and this this is some review real interesting shit like shit i don't even i can't say i fully understand but yeah. nonetheless uh yeah <laughs> 2024 uh i also purchased tickets for sedona who's somebody that we've talked about in the past i don't know if in a positive yeah. light or a good light <laughs> but we've talked about <laughs> talked about it yeah about her. i think we've talked about her in a good light i hope yeah i think so too um but she she's performing at this place called the Moroccan lounge and i've already arranged to have her signature and hopefully i could speak to her briefly because <laughs> i really want to know how she ended up on television some of her songs yeah i've been placed on television but uh yeah, so the question was, you know, what, well, what did you what do you have planned for 2024? What do you have <laughs> and also your expectations? Shit, man, I'm looking forward to doing more interviews and oh, yeah. doing more album reviews, hopefully more interesting music coming on the way. Uh more artists gambling on their fucking social media life or their cur- <laughs> their social social currency gambling doubling down uh on the election i can't wait to see oh man it's gonna be a shit (laughs) fucking show i'm telling you right now yeah um yeah i mean hopefully we can go to our first concert together hopefully something oh yeah man that'd be sweet uh yeah just looking forward to more great music talking about current events and all kinds of shit and (coughs) fuck before i mean i think we'll try to shoot for an hour so, oh yeah, we can get we can easily hit it because again I got a couple songs that uh, all right we can listen to. So one of the things I wanted to do real quickly was talk about my personal top ten songs. Of yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty three. So let me just pull that up real quickly, and uh, I got Bet You Do from Pixel Grip as number one. Mm. I know I didn't build mm. up any hype for that, but 
uh, <laughs> man, just shot straight. your load right off the gate. Just, yeah, I, I probably should have started backwards. Yeah, so that you know probably would better. Do that. But okay. Yes. <laughs> so too late for that. Oh, well. So I'm going to start backwards and say <coughs> one of the great discoveries that I had for 2023 was finding out this group from uh, Louisville, Kentucky named Deddy. Uh, I don't know if that's like specifically talking about zombies or, but it appears so because their cover art has a comic book zombie character. Uh-huh. Uh, they have this song called knock that I thought was one of the better tracks of 2023 followed by that number nine. Uh, the old man from Genesis of Wusu was a great mm-hmm. track because yeah. uh, it's a very rebellious track against whatever the man is, uh, whether that's money or, you know, whatever the fuck it is. And, Spellbreaker, number eight from Twin Temple, was one of my personal favorite tracks because of how melodic and mellifluous the track was. Yeah. Enjoyable, again, with the satanic themes and blasphemous witchcraft. And- right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, number seven, Flower Tell from Dabda, a group from South Korea, picked up by KEXP, a song that we listened to on the program. Great track, uh, Math yeah. Rock. Um, shit, and nine, eight, seven. Number six, we have Undon Trois from Munya from the her second album called Garden. Don't know how to pronounce that in French. <coughs> Number six, Cold from Strong Boy. This is the side project of uh, Alice Phoebe Lou. Probably <coughs> the most notable part of the song is the bass line. Um, yeah, number six, that's the number six song. Running Away from the Sacred Souls, a group that has become acclaimed at the international level. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a song that was necessary for the Sacred Souls as um, I think I kind of knew what to expect from their debut album. And this song was a pleasant surprise to transition away uh, from their typical soul sound and more towards like this. uh, I know this won't make sense to you, but uh, Curtis Mayfield, I thought that's where they needed to head it needed to go in terms of music and they basically hit the home run on this track which was a just a single by itself yeah jocko teen with you already know which was her first official release um uh-huh. i have that at number three and number two i hate driving a city comical song straight to the point yeah song that you were able to hear uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i just love how fun the track is and it is of the punk vein and uh yeah i put that at number two and <laughs> lastly pixel grip quantum leap in their music the quality of the production itself and uh yeah this is probably pixel grip's best song and why i titled it as number one of the uh 2023 songs and yeah that yeah. wraps up the 2023 top 10 songs for myself and uh, if you want to go ahead and share well, I don't I don't really I didn't make a top 10, but I will I will I will share what I enjoyed most out of really discovering music, because that that's one of the things that prior to us doing this, this podcast, I was out there fucking looking at shit. I wasn't being introduced to shit. So one of my favorite things that you fucking introduced me to was the fucking 1000 Gex or whatever. Oh, 100 Gex is 100. What oh, the fuck yeah. are those guys called me. Uh, I can never get their name right. Gex, yeah. Yeah. That shit is fucking wild. Yeah. And it's I love it. It's fucking great. It's nonsensical and it's it's awesome. And uh also 
finding me finding finding about out about Heilung, like that was another fucking highlight because that shit was just so cool. It's just different. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 fucking cool. And it's obviously it's like Norse fucking Viking shit, which is right up my fucking alley. Yeah, what was that group you uh you showed us, which was the Mongolian throat music? <sighs> oh, um, fuck i can't remember the name off the top of my head for some reason right now i'm, I'm drawing a blank but yeah that was another one that was uh, just like a, a genre that kind of took me by surprise that i wasn't really uh i mean talk about things you didn't you you didn't know you needed a uh, really cool group to be introduced to that <laughs> that is currently escaping us which kind of sucks because uh oh i'll find it it's in here somewhere but Wait, hold on. Let me go to some songs. Well, anyways, we came to find out that uh, that particular group had been featured on a Star Wars related. Oh yeah, the star. It was uh It was the Last Jedi, the game. Last they Jedi, were, the game. Yeah, they they did a bunch of shit for the uh, soundtrack. You know, let me get my phone because that's where it's gonna show up on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on a second. Hold, hold down for a second. Let me just find my phone. <laughs> All right, and uh, there was <coughs> yeah that that weird electronic pop group. I wish I could remember the name of that group. We have to look back at the fucking episode if we can't find. Fuck. Uh, let's see. Maybe I can try giving it a call. I probably might have left it in the car. Think so? I Shit. Know, just try it. Call I'll, I'll go to call. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it pulls up on the. It's in between the couch or some shit. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. This period, this this year. I mean, for I got to be honest. I don't know if I found a ton of great stuff this year. I mean, amongst the, I'd say probably fifteen to two thousand. 15 to fifteen hundred to two thousand songs that I heard in the year, and whatever amount of shit that's not even the right phrasing. Uh, amongst the fifteen hundred to two thousand artists I think I listened to in the year, um, I'd say ten percent of that I actually enjoyed. But I can't say amongst the groups that I heard that were in the top ten percent, man, that it was quality shit. So I think what I'd like to do, since you're going to end up showing me a song. I do want to end the year with the band that I talked about at the beginning of the top 10 list, which was a band called Deddy. Uh, so whatever, yeah, yeah. You, whatever you're going to end oh, up showing the me. Hu- the Hu was the name of the, uh, the Mongolian throat singing band. Okay. <laughs> and the and other, then, the electronic group. You were yeah, talking- Electric Cowboy was the... Electric Cowboy. Yeah. yeah, that was that was great. That was a great, great shit. The uh, the dicey one, which was like the rap. oh uh, fucking little darky, <laughs> yeah, yeah man, that was another good one too. I didn't know how to feel about that. That was kind of a <laughs> that was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then, well, there's another one that I don't even think I showed you, but it's uh, <laughs> it's this song. It's this trio of songs by this dude called Digbar, Digbar Gay Raps. It's, it's <laughs> called Big, Big Dick Randy. Is this? It's like this thing. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, hey, did we? Did we? I, I think we actually did. I hope we did. Uh, we listened to Ram Ranch, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking that went, funny. That turned into too. like a whole rabbit hole of uh, debauchery of like, music. Yeah, yeah. Of like comedy debauchery music, <laughs> like, but they're taking it seriously. Yeah, uh, hopefully we could do more segments of that. Just 
weird, <laughs> oh, weird yeah. comedic music. Uh, so are you going to end up, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is, so there's, I mean, there's two songs that I like, but we could probably just do the one. Well, let's do the first one, which is the one I like the best and see how you okay. like it. And then if you, if right. you like it, we can listen to this one. All right. So this is a band. I don't know if you ever heard of them. It's called Seb low S E B L O W E. And the song Sub Low Seb S E B Seb Seb Low and the the song the my favorite the song that I like the most from the, from these fools is uh term it's called Terms and Conditions okay and so if you have your your Apple Music or your iTunes or whatever the fuck you list your Spotify you can type in Seb Low Terms and Conditions is the single and uh, we're gonna listen to it so I'll I'll go ahead and do like we always do <coughs> and we're gonna listen to it. And then we'll pause it and then we'll come right back. So you can pause it and listen to it along with us. All right. right. So here we go. All right. So that was Terms and Conditions by Seb Lowe. And you you said you said halfway through the song you had a funny description of music. (laughs) Let me hear it. Yeah. Okay. So you remember those commercials, those black and white drawings, uh, and it was specifically for a lollipop, a flavor pop. Oh, okay. The fucking yeah, yeah. owl. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's voice reminds like he has the diction. A one, oh, a two, a two, a three. <laughs> yeah, three. Uh, I just this music's kind of it's pretty fun. Um, I don't know why, but I imagine, <laughs> I imagine a fucking guy in a red coat, like he's he's from the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. They're a, they're a UK deal, and I mean that's the song's about. It's it's social commentary on fucking the Brexit, the yeah the the COVID guy like the, the yeah. uh, aristocracy. It's 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 very much right up my alley with you know it's very rebellious fucking uh, music. Yeah, I guess it, it has. Um, so I don't know why it just makes me think of some guy in literally in a red coat like to stereotype a British person. Yeah. Like, the seventeen seventies or whatever, but I can imagine them with like a Tory wig or whatever the fuck. Yeah, uh, and then he's doing this rapping pontificating on top of a fucking wooden stump and it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just kind of fun yeah uh it's cool and uh yeah i, I not expect to find something like this is um seb Lowe, you said right seb Lowe, yeah that was how, how did you how did you end up coming across it honestly i was again see dicking around on instagram dicking around gives me some th- there's some gems are produced by dicking around on instagram so this just happened to be me dicking around and scr- so in in instead of getting you know uh vertically challenged individuals eating food or fucking instagram thoughts in, in between those fucking things somehow this popped into my feed and it was the background song for something and i think it was from their they it was them doing like stealth promotion for it and so I just looked it up. I was like, what is that song? That was that's fucking that sounds cool. That's I like that that kind of beat in the background. And I just kind of like the way this guy was fucking orating about, you know, basically fuck the government. And I said, oh, you know what? I can get behind fuck the British government. That's cool. I, you know, I can get that get behind this. <coughs> so then I just said, let me look it up. And then I found out who who it was. And then I went on the iTunes or whatever. And I just fucking started going down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah. So. I do like the kind of spoken word slash rap. It feels like Hobo Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Hobo Johnson's so fucking good, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, again, it's a real interesting song to wrap up the year as far as uh, yeah. introduction of music to, 
this, this when did this come out? Did this come out this year? Or? Yeah, this came out in 2023. Well, no, this song technically came out in 2022, I think. Oh, okay, all right. But either way, I mean, you know, it's close enough. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was a, a good, a good final 2023 end of the year. So do you want to double down and see if you can get strike twice with the second song, or you want to leave it at this? Oh man, that's a good one. I I don't know. I think I don't think the second song is as good. So let's just leave it at this. Let's leave on a high note. All right, that well, you don't tarnish the image. I don't want to tarnish Lowe. the image of Seb Lowe by potentially putting out the 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 song that's not as good as what I think this one is. So all right, I'll have to I'll have to look at that on my own time. Yeah, to, yeah. To further look into uh, Seb Lowe, <laughs> do you, did you end up looking at his social media to find out how well he's doing? No, actually, I haven't. You know what? Well, well let's just look right now while we're here, because I mean, fuck, I could just look it up real quick. Uh, let's see. Whoops, that's make a new fucking Instagram post. Search for Seb Low Music. Music. Uh, let's see, seventy-seven thousand followers. All right, so he's he's he's, so he's, he's got he's got a decent. He's, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, he's he's doing all right. Uh. And I think he's also ginger too, so that also fucking counts. Uh, he's, he's like he a quasi ginger, point, yeah. so he gets bonus points on that. Strawberry blonde for being a uh, a fellow, having a fellow twinge of the ginge, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> cool. So, yeah, that's the last artist that you'll be introducing for twenty twenty three, and more to come in twenty twenty four. That's right. <laughs> so fucking stay tuned because big things popping in 2024 yes so i'm looking forward to it i think that what we've done thus far hey what, if, what about me i'm not gonna end it right now oh shit i'm like you're i'm just up getting the- it ready i wasn't gonna start it i was yeah. just getting it ready so that way i could just hit it once we fucking go god damn mr paranoid yeah what about me what about you adam yeah that's true so anyways Right now, I fucking forgot. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think the things that we have done thus far in the short amount of time we've been doing this, well, overall objectively, I mean, we haven't really been doing this that long, but I think we've done a lot. I think we've done a lot of groundbreaking things. I think we've done a lot of interesting things. I think we've talked about a lot of cool shit on this podcast, music related, and with all the faults and yeah, sure minor we're not perfect yeah we're not perfect yeah minor and major imperfections you know i'm willing to admit that so we're only getting better and we're only going to go up from here so now with that being said adam what do you think what are your thoughts now that since so you don't get overlooked about what about the future uh, what I just said about my, my my end up. What's your wrap up then? Because you were just complaining that you were getting. I wanted to what play about a song. Me? Oh, you wanted to play a song. Oh, yeah. all right. What song you want to play? I want to play. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. What was it? Uh, De- fuck. Daddy. Yes. I, how do you, how do you uh, <laughs> dead with a Y at the end? That's D E A D Y. You know what's funny is uh, we had a uh, we had a friend named Eddie. And he was real deadpan and real fucking like, uh, yeah, we called him Deddy. That's what we called him. It's called Knock. Knock I definitely by think Deddy. this band is inspired by zombies. Deddy. Uh, it looks pretty zombie-ish. This is it. Go back. 
No, same. That wasn't it. That was the, is the yellow one. This one. I wonder Not. where that. I wonder where that panel's from. It feels like it's from Watchmen. But I, I have a feeling it's not it. But uh, yeah, the song called Knock. All right. So yeah, this, is the group for, this is my number 10 song of the year. This is a band from Louisville, Kentucky. 10. 10. Fucking Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Perfect the fucking perfect 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, this is a group that I found in 2023. Uh, not really knowing what to expect. I just like that they used a comic panel for their art. And surely enough, I mean, fuck. This song was... Uh, it's got it's it's very wiry. It's uh, high energy, and uh, I think it'd be a great way to wrap up the year. And hopefully, you get turned on to this band. I mean, not just you, but hopefully yeah, yeah. other people get turned on to this group. So cue it up, get it ready, uh, and uh, let's get yeah. let's get ready to listen De- to "Knock" from yeah, "Knock" by Deddy. All right, so that was "Knock" by Deddy. Man, great fucking song. Uh, again, another female lead vocalist which i i feel they're just superior yeah i mean and, this isn't somebody that's uh of the vein of jock routine that is uh you know this is like a different slice of vocals yeah yeah uh, definitely fit for the punk genre um but yeah just weird punk music about fucking being dead or maybe even being a zombie but just to show you real quickly so this is taken from a show called No Comply. All right. And it's at this place. <coughs> it's at this place called the David Armstrong Extreme Skate Park or something. And it's in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, this was part, I think from what I read, it was part of the Tony Hawk. It was some. Oh, like that skate park, that giant skate landy uh, thing that he, that they made. Yeah. It's like a 2000 fucking square foot skate park. Yeah. And. I'll just pause it, but you can see the bands. Uh, you could see Deddy performing in, at a like a bowl. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so like all these people are gathered and uh, just hanging out at a fucking skate park, and they're they're skating in, inside the half pipe or bowl area, yeah. and it just looks fucking badass. It kind of reminds me of like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when Shredder comes out, and there, there's everybody on these fucking yeah, and the rafters, yeah, the rafters, yeah. yeah, and uh, I'm like, man. I would if, if I ever had the chance to do anything, it'd be to do a show at this place because it's got graffiti, it looks badass, and it's super packed. And yeah, it's uh, perfect. But yeah, Deddy is one of those bands. I mean, I didn't expect to find music from Kentucky, but uh, certainly a great band to discover in 2023. And uh, maybe we'll share more of their music in the future. But we're giving them the spotlight now just yeah, to yeah. wrap up the year. And yeah, that more or less wraps up the episode for well, wraps up 2023. Yeah, it does for for Game Rage music. Yep, Game Rage music slash good ass music sh- show slash all, all gas no trash podcast. And to summarize, to summarize the how I feel about uh, what we've done, man, I think we've done a lot of great stuff. We made a lot of great discoveries, made some great predictions. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things we've talked about that we've predicted. Uh, if I don't. Oh, well, I mean, you, there's plenty of episodes you could check out to to uh, see the prophecies that we foretold. And Indeed. The, the forecast for 2024, we're going to do more damage. Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, you know, to end the year, as as soft as this is going to sound, 
we we do appreciate you. We appreciate we all you listeners. Guys. We we love you guys. Yeah. So thank you. And if you think that that's soft, then just go give your balls a tug. Okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and uh, fuck the last shout out to the Belgiums of the year. Oh fuck yeah, man! <laughs> Belgiums number one. Yeah. Thank you to the Belgians who listen. You guys are class act, class fucking acts. And you know, when World War Three breaks out, we're gonna make sure Belgium. I might be wearing a fucking Belgium jersey over Mexico at this point for the World Cup. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you might be right. So we will support Belgium World Cup 2024. 2024, right? Wait, is it happening? Six, I think. Twenty twenty six Belgium World Cup. Let's go. We should get man. We're bringing it home, lads. I know that's the fucking UK's thing or but the English thing, fuck but we're, we're, we're taking. Oh no, yeah, we're bringing it home. We lads. should make game. Oh, okay. We got to talk about this offline because this is a fucking great idea that I just had. All right. Anyways, stay tuned for the great idea that I just had. You will see it come to fruition. But right. uh, anyways, thanks for uh, tuning in. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four.